It is chilly. It is a chilly old day, which is why I have this giant mug of coffee. And if you're watching in the video, you will notice that I'm wearing a very large, fluffy... Um, what is the Dressing gown. And it's because it's a chilly day. No way to get around that. Chilly old day. Let's get some perspective. What's up, kids? How are you doing? So you may realize that this uh, this this podcast is late. It's, it's very late. Well, it's not very late. It's Tuesday. Well, it's four days late, so it's pretty late. It's like you know, it's Tuesday now. In a few days, there's going to be another one, and 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 that one will be on time. Hopefully, um, I say that because sadly, it's uh, it's my coming of age party. Well, I say party. It's like me and a few friends um, at the weekend. So. I'm hoping to get a podcast recorded, but if I, if I don't, that that would be the right reason why. Because sadly, I have been unable to postpone the inevitable march towards death and uh, and settle my age. Uh, but that that's a whole other story. The reason this one is late is because I recorded I recorded how many I recorded two two podcasts, and I didn't like either of them. I deleted them because reasons why have I got one second intermission I'm back okay that was weird I apparently turned the UI off on my camera so there's an actual camera a camera fail in a solo podcast that is an unusual one anyway so back to the point um, yeah so I recorded two podcasts on subjects, and then I didn't like them, so I just deleted them, um, as is as is the way. I, if you are following me on Instagram, uh, yelling at concrete, you will have seen that I am involved in Inktober. Inktober being we drawing ink drawing every single day, and I have been doing that for a month. And tomorrow marks the last day of me doing that for this month. Um, and I will have I've done thirty one drawings. Now, many people who know me know that I've done a three six five before, where I did a drawing every single day. So doing a month wasn't really that. I'm, I'm just throwing out there. But for a lot of people, it is. It's a struggle to come up with an idea every single day, illustrate it, be happy with it enough to release into the world. Now, there's been drawings within this this thirty one drawings where I've hated it and I've just destroyed it. Uh, I've not been completely happy with it, but I've still released it because I think it's important to do that. It's important to take something you don't, you know, you're not 100% with and just throw it out into the world because you might find that the reaction to it isn't what you expected. You know, I've thrown out a couple of drawings so far, uh, which I didn't particularly like, but then I've got a good critical reception uh, from people who follow me. So, you know, you, you've got you to try and take that criticism and take that, that support on, on items which you might not be, might not be 100% with. That's just an initial, initial tidbit. But today, today I'm searching for a little bit of perspective. A little bit of perspective, because I've noticed this trend, and I don't know if it's me getting older, you know, the whole coming of age thing, or whether it's just me noticing it more, because maybe I'm looking for it more. I don't know. But... 
Dear, bear with me as, as we go through this. So essentially, what I've noticed within my aging, grumpy old man, statistically, you know, statistically, I don't know, within my within my life, what I've noticed recently is this this whole kind of culture of of me. Well, not me. It's culture of entitlement. And whilst I've noticed entitlement before, there's become like a new level of entitlement, which I, I just, I don't know, it feels like is more prevalent now. And and I have a theory, and we'll, we'll talk through that theory. But what, what do I mean by it? So essentially, it's this whole thing of where you meet somebody, or you, you encounter somebody, or something happens, and they're so worried about losing out that they're extremely vocal about being about worried about losing out. So I can give you a, a mild example. So for instance, you see a new story, and that new story will give you some sort of vague information about one change or another which is happening within your your country or your your county or your your district or whatever the hell you live in. And they'll, they'll kind of get to a point of they'll release this new story. And then you go into the comments, and the comments are just full of needy, needy, people who are like, oh, well, what does this mean for this? And what does this mean for this? Well, I mean, I have to do this. And there's this weird, like, little fear culture, which is just kind of sitting on the back of people's minds, that they feel that if one change is announced, that they're going to lose out in some way. I saw a great post about the whole uh, feminism debate, and it was a sign which just said, uh, <laughs> feminism, if somebody, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember my memory's, memory's trash as we know from other podcasts. Um, it's something along the lines of, um, feminism for everybody doesn't mean you lose out. Just means that everyone else gets what you're you're having. So it means it means it spreads out the situation rather than some people being entitled to something than some people not. And I, I thought that was, you know, it's a, it's a sentiment which needs to be out there because a lot of people don't understand that. But it wasn't the only area I see that in life. I've seen that in, in many other aspects of life, and um, and you know, personal relationships and work relationships and, and bits and bobs are just people who don't seem to understand that if something changes doesn't mean they're necessarily going to lose out. It's almost like they don't think that there is more going on than what they're seeing. So, like, if someone brought a cake, let's say, right, there's, a, there's a cake uh, to, to anything, you know, birthday party, whatever, and you get those people who are so concerned that they'll miss out on a slice of cake. So concerned. So heavily concerned that they will just pester whoever brought the cake of, oh, when are you going to cook the cake? And, 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 and will you slice it up? Have you got enough pieces? Have we got enough cake? Can I make sure that I get mine first? Because I want mine to be perfect. And it's this, in a way, I relate it a lot to like middle-aged entitlement. Um, that whole, whole, you know, you, you get a middle-aged couple uh, or like, and they'll be kind of sitting around and they want to make sure that they're dealt with first. Because they feel like they're entitled to be dealt with first, even though they're paying the same as everybody else, everyone's in the same seats. But no, they feel like they're special in some way, and they're worried about not being seen as special. It's, I don't know, it's, in a way, it's like a mass hysteria of insecurity. Which just seems to drape over every, maybe I'm too relaxed, who knows. I mean, I am too relaxed. My mother says if I if I'm more relaxed, I would I would fall over. But then you know, little things like this get to me, and it's yeah. I'm the kind of person that if someone brings cake, I'm like, cool, it's cake. I'll get to it at some point. If there's no cake, then hell, there's no cake. 
I never feel like I'm going to miss out because maybe I never feel like I'm going to miss out because I never feel like I deserve anything. But yeah, it just seems it seems silly in a way to 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 be so bothered about it. And it, it's not just cake, it leads to everything else. You know, there's a, a recent change in policy or a change to the budget and if someone someone sees it as someone else is getting more, then they must be losing out. It's, and it's that thought of, that someone hasn't thought of you in, in some way. Like, you know, if, if one person brings this cake and someone's worried about not getting a piece, they, they automatically assume that the person bringing the cake hasn't thought of this, hasn't thought that, oh, well, maybe I should bring enough cake to cover all the bases. You know? Like in some way that they were just going to let it be a complete free-for-all, not realizing that that would be a mess. You know, pro- changes and decisions which come into things aren't done by by small whims of of, of, of reality. That I don't know, my weird, my hands are doing weird things if you're watching the video. They're not, you know, they're not introduced by just like a, a, a breaching, passionate moment, are they? No, change and and real change and providing of, of things whilst there can be moments where there is bad planning and there can be moments where things go wrong i'm not saying there isn't situations like that but for the majority of the time most people will put a lot of thought into how much everyone's going to get and how this is going to work and how they can balance things to to include everybody in a way it, and i'm saying in a way a lot but Maybe this this insecurity is based on how they would deal with the situation. This, this in a, it's a selfishness and an entitlement, which I feel maybe reflects on what they would be doing within the situation. So you know, they they attend an event or they put on an event, and they'd only be thinking about what they wanted and the people that they cared about wanted, rather than everybody who was involved in the situation wanted. And, and it's it, it's disappointing in a way. And this is why I want a bit of perspective in a... I'm saying it away so much. It's, it's why I want a bit, a bit of perspective, because... I don't know if it's just because I'm noticing it more. I feel like it's one of those things which... So there's that whole concept of, of people saying that it's worse now than it ever was. Well, re- the reality is that the the world we live in isn't worse now than it ever was. In fact, it's likely better now than it ever was. Um, we have so much more, and we, society is so much more balanced. It's not completely balanced. There's a lot of change still needs to happen. Don't, don't you know? Don't misquote me on that. But it's com- it's hard to compare because essentially things like social media and news and and technology have allowed us to see more than we've ever seen before. When you lived in the 1940s, you would only see like this tunnel hole of what was happening within the world, and that 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 really skews your perspective and it gives you that kind of rose tinted view. So I'm I'm as as always with everything I do, I'm trying to find that perspective of am I just seeing things differently now? Have I gotten to a point where I need to need to kind of step back and go, no, not everybody's this entitled, you know, overly anxious, insecure, I'm not being trekked well enough, um, despite being trekked the same as everybody else perspective and, and it, it it kind of delves into everything. So here's my theory. I have this theory because I do think the the mentality has increased. I think we see it a lot more. 
So my theory is, is, is fairly straightforward, and I'm going to blame capitalism, but it's not completely capitalism's fault. But So when we were kids, you know, about to get old man on you, that's why, you know, the, the cosy blanket of, of, of uh, a dressing gown and warm mug of, of coffee is, is, is a real disguise. Well, it's not a disguise, it's more like a reality costume. But back when we were kids, back when I was kid, down on farm... We didn't have much, but what we had, we appreciated. Now, <laughs> we didn't have many options, so you kind of you got what you got, um, and you you kind of you dealt with that. You realized that you realized there was this imbalance in the world. You you know, some people have more money, some people have less money. That was just a reality. You dealt with it. You were you weren't particularly happy about it, but you didn't go out of your way to kind of do anything about it because you realized there wasn't much you could do about it. You know, the options you had for, for entertainment, toys, content, TV, and all that kind of things, they were heavily limited by the reality that you lived in. Um, so you never had this feeling of, oh, someone's taking something away from me. It was always this feeling of, well, I'm getting what I'm getting. Fantastic. Oh, wait, I've got a little bit more. Even better. How fantastic is that? And TV's a great example of that. You know, I grew up with five channels. Ugh, five channels. Uh, <laughs> really show my age, yeah. Um, I grew up with five TV channels for the longest period of time. We didn't have Sky in the house. Um, we we got cable at one point, but it wasn't the biggest package cable. It was the smallest package cable. And then occasionally we would... Uh, so the neighbors, some of the neighbors who were friends around the corner, um, they had a better Sky or cable package or whatever it was called at the time. I think it was NTL. Uh, they had a better NTL package than we did. And there was a card in the back of the machine. And where's the, when theirs expired and they had to replace it, they would take it out and give it to us because there was about a month in between the two where we could use their card and they could use their new card and that would allow us access to other channels. So it was basically trying, basically screwing the system a little bit. And, and that was great. You know, we had this access to other channels. And that was, in a way, that was like the first introduction of this whole idea of, you know, how much you were willing to pay depended on how much content you would get. And then things like Pokemon cards came in. And Pokemon cards, obviously, the slogan was got to catch them all. And suddenly this, this I mean, I know things like collectibles that existed before, but it was done on such a scale and it was done on such a, an overwhelming dramatization of you are missing out if you don't buy all the packs of Pokemon cards. And in a way, I think this kind of, this built up from these kind of two points, which I'm using as points of reference. There was so much more going on at the time, by the way. But these two points of reference, which kind of then pushed advertising and it pushed capitalism and it pushed money and how you sell a product to such a point that every advertising company took it to its nth degree. So now it's no longer, oh, here's this great new thing you can get. It's, if you don't buy this, you're missing out. And I think that message has been fully ingrained into generations beneath mine. And I, I know I sound like a completely grumpy old man. Um, and it, I don't know, It's maybe it's a humility which which I feel is, is missing. And I don't, I don't want to believe that. I don't want to, I, I believe that there are people who, um, who have the, the same mentality as, as myself, 
Um, and it, it, it's completely, you know, the, the whole, the, the ruling of the weakest one in the room is usually the loudest one in the room. So the most insecure, the most needing of validation is usually the loudest person in the room because that's what they need. So then you get a very skewed perspective. Again, you get a very skewed perspective. So, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm at a loss here. Maybe I'm, I'm just rambling, rambling around in circles. But maybe, do you, do you agree? I know advertising in the 19... Uh, 1960s, 1950s used a lot of a lot of similar tactics in a way. Um, there was there was this whole idea of oh, if you're questioning a person's morals essentially and their worth, the, a lot of that started in the 1950s. So you had uh, you, you had cleaning adverts which would say things along the lines of well, if your house isn't spotless, then you'll never get a husband. Think about that. If your house isn't spotless, you'll never get. You know, your husband will leave you if you're not trim and proper and able to cook a roast in under 20 minutes to satisfactory needs and then go sexually gratify them. Then you are clearly failing as a human being. That's my 1950s voice. And then, and for men, there was a whole realm of, oh, well, if you don't buy this product, then you're clearly not a man. If you don't smoke this phallic object, then clearly you're homosexual. And that makes you weaker. That was advertising back in the day, and that, that's that's a whole disturbing realm. <laughs> but they found a way to expunge that to children, and they found a way to to multiply that into other products rather than just these two polarizing ideas. And I feel like that's seeped in. That's it's seeped in. You watch any advert now, and all of the adverts along the same of oh, you, you need this, you need this to be able to properly support your family. You need this to be a proper person. Otherwise, you're not a proper person. You can't be a proper person without buying this product. And so, so many people feel like they're missing out. They feel like if you make a change or you do something, then clearly that's this is. This is I feel like this is, in a way, it's a root of a lot of online commentary. Of if you get something or something's announced and the comments on it are extremely negative is because they feel like if you're doing one thing, then someone else has to move out. So a prime example of that would be, uh, so in, in Lincoln, they're building a lot of student housing. The reason they're building a lot of student housing, there is a, an economic reason for this, by the way. We have a lot of students. Uh, there was recently a council um, initiative introduced which said that you can't take houses which are residencies and change them into student houses uh, so often, essentially, because people would buy up cheap terraced houses and then gut them and turn them into student houses. And people were owning like five or six properties within a small area. I live in the West End, heavy student area, heavy student area, and this happened a lot. So now people are just building new new flats. It's, it's a reaction to that. And people are in massive uproar of like, why aren't you building affordable housing? Why aren't you building this? And they say, well, they're a business person. You know, they want to make a living. The best way to make money right now is to sponge the students who have these student loans, which they've got attachments to. If they get rid of student loans and they got rid of this whole idea of owing, owing businesses and all this kind of stuff, then they wouldn't need to. They would probably sell down and go, all right, well, we could probably make money, more money off the residential owners. This is it's a nice little cluster storm, but people fail to notice that because as soon as they see a thing of, oh, well, so there's more student houses, well, clearly then my rates are going to go up and clearly my problems are going to increase and clearly this has to have a correlation to this. And it doesn't. It doesn't. 
Someone could just be doing something they want to do. You know, someone could be putting on a show, making a painting, doing a TV thing, and it doesn't have to affect your life, because it likely doesn't. But you let it affect your life by being completely insecure about the situation and thinking that you're missing out in some way. Oh my dear, oh dear. Maybe you feel like you're entitled to these posts. And I realize that this is a completely grumpy old man ramble. But many of these podcasts are. But this is why I come to you, the people. You know, the 20 or so people who tune in to to Yelling at Concrete. What do you think? Tell me. Talk to me. Give me that perspective that I crave. I don't have a lot of young people to to talk to. (laughs) Wow, I sound terrible. Um, I don't have a lot of perspective for this. You know, I I work a lot, so I don't meet that many people. And then the things which I see online are massively skewed because it's online. You you don't take online as reality. Anyone who does is is living in their own little bubble. It's it's, it's like the people on Twitter who just go out and get outraged about anything. Jesus. If people were as outraged as they are on Twitter, as constant, they would be hemorrhaging constantly like their brains would just burst a blood vessel because the, the amount of caps lock is ridiculous out there but either way before i get into a whole twitter rant as well let me know what you think has the world become more entitled in fact this is this is a real clickbait way to end the, the thing i don't know i just want that perspective i want to i want to have this discussion and and get it out of my head and maybe have someone tell me that there is reality and, and common sense on that. That'd be nice. Either way, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Since I deleted two podcasts to make. And I'll talk to you guys later.